Hey guys, it's Lauren Yates here, celebrity interviewer, entertainment reporter, and the host of this podcast, Rave It Up, celebrity news, reviews, and interviews. If this is the first time you're listening, go check out our show's trailer on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to learn more about us. And make sure to follow us on social media to tell us what else you would like to hear from this podcast. We are under Rave It Up TV on Instagram, Rave It Up Show on Facebook, and our website is raveituptv.com. Now today, we have a chat to actor Riley B. Smith, who you may know playing Ralph in the TV show Scorpion, Paige's son. He was only nine years old when he started on that show and was on it for four years. So we have a talk to him about his experience on that show and how it was being so young. Even though he's only 16 now, he's already achieved so much. So there is a lot to talk about today. Let's get into it now. Before we get into today's interview, we would like to give a shout out to our Patreons, Irene, Bev and Michael. If you haven't heard of Patreon before, it is a great way to support us and keep us running and improving. You pick a membership tier that suits you and your budget per month, and in return for supporting us, we'll give you behind the scenes content and free stuff. You don't have to give much either. You can be a part of our Patreons for as little as $4 a month. Just visit patreon.com forward slash rave it up. You can even donate through PayPal if you don't trust other sites. You can do so just through our email, raveituptv at gmail.com. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact us. We appreciate anything you can do to support us. Now, let's get into this interview. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Raise it up. Hey guys, it's Georgie May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. It's Keegan Allen from Pretty Little Liars. Hi, this is Arthur Butcher. It's Cosentino. It's Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. Raving it up. Raving it up. I'm having fun. Hashtag Lauren Rave It Up. Sorry. Thank you, I like that effect. We're raving it up. Riley, welcome to Rave It Up. It is a pleasure to have you on our show. How are you going today? I'm going good. I got a new haircut and everything. I'm I'm looking pretty good. I was pretty excited. It's my first ever Australian interview. So. Oh, I'm glad. Woohoo. And haircut looks great. Well, I think we're a little bit jealous here in Australia because here in Sydney, we're still in lockdown right now. And okay. we're out very, very soon, which is great. But it just means we haven't been able to, we've had to do home haircuts. <laughs> I've had my mom try to offer me those a couple of times, but I no, yeah. that's not for me. I, I'd rather I, grow I'd it out, like, mom. <laughs> yeah. Well, most of us know you from the TV show Scorpion, obviously, playing Paige's son, Ralph, from 2014 to 18, wasn't it? It was quite mm-hmm. a big chunk of your know. childhood. How was your experience mm-hmm. on that show? Do you Did you have, like, a favourite part or a, fa- a favourite cast member? <laughs> favourite cast member? Well, my experience overall, it was really just an amazing, positive one. It was the first time I'd ever really gotten to be on something for both such a long period of time, but also as such a big main character, at least on something that wasn't a commercial. Mm. And it was just such a positive experience. I still have so many amazing memories from specific, even just days on set and moments and everything. I always love having been there and everything. Mm. Favorite cast member. I don't want to give too much away. They're all great. They probably know who they are. They were all great. (laughs) Yeah. I'd, I'd hope Paige, you know, the lady playing Paige, oh, Catherine, yeah, you know, course, she plays your mum. So that's got to be up there. <laughs> but you were only around nine years old when you started on that show. Was that nerve wracking for you? Were you nervous on set, especially Honestly, when you first started? No, 
Oh, really? I I wow. Was, I think I was the bundle of energy. Yeah. Well, because I got it. And my first reaction really was I, I had made this deal with my mom to buy this figure, this toy that I had wanted. Because, I, you know, I was just a kid. You know what I mean? I was just a bundle of energy. Uh, the day after I got it. So they called me late at night. I got it. And the day after we started shooting. Wow. That was the first day. That's quick. And I think if you asked really anybody who was there for the first day, any of the crew, any of the cast, they'll tell you, I was just a big bundle of energy. I just wanted to talk to everybody. I wanted to run around set. I wanted to eat craft services. That was it. <laughs> Do you still get nervous on set to this day or you kind of gotten over those? I think the nervousness has become more ever present, being older, thinking about yourself more. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's always that part of me that still has that confidence where if I'm ever really on set, there's nothing to worry about. I'm there. I don't need to be afraid. I am myself. I have my abilities. Mm. I just need to be myself and go out there and do it. Well, you got picked for a reason, right? You've already proven yeah. yourself. <laughs> it's probably yeah. it makes more sense to be yeah. nervous in an audition yeah. or something. Pretty much. Yeah. Auditions, I can tell you, I do get real nervous for. Oh, who wouldn't, right? Being judged with every single thing that you do. Oh, Pretty much. Yeah. I just got a new one today. But I love the confidence. Come on. Confidence is key. It's like the, the fake it till you make it kind of uh, saying, isn't it? Well, it's acting. If you can't, if you're not confident in yourself, you just need to act like you are. Oh, I love that. I've never actually had an actor say that before. I love it. <laughs> Talking about auditioning, what was the audition process like for you? Was Ralph a character that you automatically resonated with and you had to go play it? Well, I don't think there's really many characters, at least on reading a sheet of paper, where I went, man, I really am loving this. But there were definitely parts that I was always interested in. And I definitely think that it was a part that I, from the get-go, was interested in, even if I wasn't resonating with the character in such a personal way. And the audition itself, it was, it was a bit of a weird one. The original audition took forever. One of those auditions where you just get in there and there's a million kids. You're just sitting in a hallway for hours. But I remember the audition itself actually pretty vividly, despite how young I was. I was just in this room with a game controller doing that scene where I'm sitting with Walter in the bedroom and we're playing games and talking to each other. And I remember it so vividly doing it. And afterwards we left and then almost immediately we had the callback and the callback also took forever. <laughs> it made us sit in our car waiting just for hours and hours. But then they sent us home, they couldn't decide. And then later that same night, they called us and told me I got it. It's so quick. It's good, it's good that you were available, right? <laughs> were you well, still yeah, during, going to school then or, or homeschooling? I think at the time we were off school. I did, it just wasn't the school season to begin with. So I think oh, I got good. pretty lucky right in that moment. Yeah. So you I was still in normal school at that point. Mm. So when did you start homeschooling then? Later down the track? Yeah, it really wasn't that far in. I think around the end of the first season, start of fourth grade, I sort of realized, I just can't do this. I don't want to do this. I need to switch over. And we started doing homeschooling. And it was like that for a few years. Then we transitioned to full on online school. Yeah. Well, that's good because you can fully, you know, commit to the whole four years yeah, of Scorpion. Because to everything. To be able to just... sit down, do it when you need to, get it done and get back into working. Yeah, well, I can just imagine how in-depth the scripts were as well. Like, Ralph said some very in-depth stuff. Did you ever have any difficulty memorizing the lines? I'll be honest, memorizing lines is one of the easiest parts of acting for me. So I don't think there were many times where I was really stumped 
on Scorpion learning lines. I think the hardest part was getting down the emotions for lines. And oddly mm. enough, though, the certain words that are, how do I pronounce this? But I think the hardest part was just reading the script and thinking, how do I need to act? How, how do I want the people watching this to feel? Mm. Do I need to be sad here? Is this happy? How am I supposed to be? How am I supposed to act? That was harder than ever learning any lines. Mm. It was kind of like always a bit like monotone, just kind of just saying the facts as it is. <laughs> this is yeah, what we're going to do. He's this smart, unsocial kid. He doesn't know how to act. He doesn't know what kind of person he's supposed to be. So he talks sort of like a robot. He talks in that monotone voice where he just needs to get all the information out there. Mm. Very precise, very specific. Always making sure to get everything done nice and neat. But, you know, as it, as it went on, he started to expand. As the series went on, he developed crushes on girls. Yes. He tried to become a more social person. And with that, the lines changed, too. His talking became more and more casual. Mm. So that kind of worked in your favor a little bit in the beginning. A, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. Do you have any similarities to your character as well? Is there a lot of I stuff that you kind of learned and you're like, oh, I got to remember that? <laughs> I think if you were really to put us side by side and compare us as people, there'd probably be more similarities than I could ever list. Because when I think of it in my head, I think, oh no, I'm such a different person. But if I were to really think about it, we probably are more similar. I'm not always the most social person and a lot of things like that. I'm definitely an introvert myself. Mm. And I feel like I'm the kind of person who can be very tactile about the things that I say. If I'm talking about something really specific that I love, I'll talk about it in ways that probably would just put someone to sleep. <laughs> I love your honesty. <laughs> I, I can't lie. Yeah, that's good. Perfect for an interview. <laughs> hey guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. Bryce Johnson from Pretty Little Liars. It's Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. These celebrities are sharing a message of hope and inspiring the younger generation in our new book, Knowing What I Know Now. This is filled with 70 quotes from your favourite celebrities on what they would tell their 14-year-old selves. A book filled with amazing advice to help you chase your dreams or help you deal with bullying or depression. It is available worldwide as a paperback or ebook version. Go to raveituptv.com to buy your copy now. There is even an audiobook version coming very soon. Did you know we filmed this interview? Well, come on over to our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. You can subscribe for free. And here's a little secret. We like to reward our active subscribers with autographed photos and merchandise, no matter where you are in the world. So don't forget to give us a thumbs up while you're there and get busy sharing the videos with your friends. Well, i got to say, it's one of the best shows I've ever seen. Like, I'm re-watching a lot of it now with my dad. We just love it. I've got to say, though, you know, for... When you look at shows, especially when they first start out, not a lot of them have really, really big budgets. So you kind of just got to work with what you've got and things like that. But it just seemed like Scorpion had must have had such a big budget from the beginning because there was one like episode in particular and I wrote it down. It was season one, episode 20, 21, and you're in a neurotoxicity lab. And near the end of the episode, Ralph was like hanging on the side of an incinerator. Do you remember that episode? <laughs> I remember that episode incredibly vividly. Because I'm that like, was how did episode. you do that? I'm like, is the camera kind of on the side and it's all about cool camera angles? I don't know. 
don't know if you could reveal any of that. Green that screen. That was the first episode where I ever really had any any stunt work. Yeah. Where there was any sort of danger for me or anything like that. And when I did it, of course, I, I was still a young, energetic kid. And I was like, I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to I want to be in there. I want to be doing the stunts. But I was nine. I was 10. You know what I mean? I barely did any of that, unfortunately. The, the up close shots where you can really tell it to me, it was really just standing on top of something. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the actual shots were done by an amazing stunt performer who she was just amazing. Wow. It That's really was the first experience though where I had with something like that. And I remember talking to, um, forgetting his official name, but the man who coordinated all the stunts and everything, he, he was a wonderful guy. Wow. It's, a, it's amazing how they like slice it all together though. And when you're watching it, you literally think it's you. <laughs> well, yeah, the editors, they really did a fantastic job on the show on certain portions. There's really a lot of really good editing a lot of use of just simple camera tricks and everything. I feel like mm. we had a lot of really good camera operators and people who just, they knew how to get it done. They were experienced. They knew the ways that they could shoot it, shoot the parts with me, shoot the parts of the stunt double and really shoot it to make it look like it was me. Yeah, it's incredible. Just the movie magic, you know, and when you're watching it, it really keeps the audience on the edge of their seat. They're like, oh, are they going to die? Are they going to hurt themselves? <laughs> Yeah, I was like thinking if you're actually in a real incinerator, I was like, I, I hope not. No, <laughs> you were a child, <laughs> and how hot was it? <laughs> no, no, no. no, but I'm like, come on, movie magic it must be green screens and it. It was hanging it was on, on the exact same set as a uh, the normal base of operations in Walter's apartment. Wow, see, that's an eye opener. There you go. These are the things that fans want to know. <laughs> And it does really look like the cast were like a family too. Is that true? You guys still keep in contact to this day? I think in part, it really was somewhat like a, a little family. And I do keep in contact with some of them. I catch up with them every now and then and talk with them, especially a certain few. Aww. And it really was, I feel like at the time, this whole sort of thing. And that extends to the crew as well, not just us, the cast. It felt like all of us were one people working together to achieve something. And it felt like at times we really were a family, especially to a young little kid, you know? Yeah. <laughs> there's my other mom and <laughs> that's my well, other yeah, dad. Exactly. <laughs> my big brothers and sisters. That must have been what it felt like. <laughs> but you, I'm amazed when I was like reading your biography that you've actually been acting for quite a while, even though what you're 16 now. Yeah. So you have been acting since you were about three, just to give the audience a bit of an idea. You were in the movie The Backup Plan with Jennifer Lopez. Love that movie, which seemed like such a real fun, easy job for you because you were just running around having fun. <laughs> yeah, I was really just running around as a little kid. I, I really can't remember any of that. Mm. I was so young at the time, but I really did. I started when I was so young. See, my sister, she tried to be an actor as well when she was more a teenager. She's 13 years older than me. Um, and at the time, I remember going on an audition with her and my mom always said that I was just, I would talk to a lot of people and my sister's agent took notice of that and then I became an actor. So it's, a, it's just got to be about being in the right place at the right time? That seems like, a, you know, what a lot of people say. Not necessarily just that, because even though a lot of people stumble into it, as many, as many famous actors who will say they were just walking down the street and they got discovered... There's just as many famous actors who had to claw their way up, who had to go through hell for many years, go through many commercials. I mean, look at Paul Rudd. He's in his 50s now, I believe. And he 
he went through so many commercials. You can watch compilations of commercials of him when he was younger, but he kept working up the chain. Eventually he was in Friends and look at him now. He's, he's a big superhero star. He's one of the most recognizable stars in the world. Mm. So actors still have to go through the long, arduous process of really becoming as big of a celebrity as they are. And I'm no massive celebrity, but I've still been doing it for my entire life. And I, I really had to work for a really long time to get where I was. Yeah. And like I've interviewed a lot of actors and at any time, you know, people want advice, even from me, from what I've learned from you guys, is the fact that even though you might get heaps of rejections, because that's just part of the job, it might, it's nothing personal if they don't pick you in on audition. It could be something simple as, you you know, you're two centimetres too short or you got the wrong hair colour or whatever. But also all you need is just that one yes. Like even Chris Hemsworth was a great example, like how long he was working and then he just got four and boom. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It's really a miraculous story, like you said, with with Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston. Mm. And a lot of actors are like that, because if you're going to be an actor, you need to be able to face rejection. Because, sure, there's that little sliver of chance that you'll get lucky on maybe your first ever job. But for most of us, you're going to go out for a million auditions. When I was younger, I used to go out on three auditions a day for four or five days a week. I would finish school and then I go on auditions. Wow. And that's what it was going out on auditions every day, and then maybe once a year you'd get a commercial and you'd shoot that for a few days. Hmm. And you have to go through all that. You have to be able to accept the rejection. And it's even tougher now because I don't go, on, I don't go out on commercial auditions anymore. So all I'm getting rejected for are for real TV shows and movies. And when you get a, a big movie with a producer you recognize or a director you know, writers you know, casting people who you want to work with, and you just get rejected, you can't let yourself get hung up on that. Yeah, you have to be able to move on and say, well, this just this wasn't the one this wasn't the right one. But eventually, I'm gonna get that one. I'm gonna get that one that like you said that one. Yes, you can't see why a lot of people do give up on it, though. Well, yeah, it's it's a hard process. And not everybody can do it. Not everybody wants to spend that time. Not everybody's suited for it. Some people will just have skills and abilities that are just going to suit them in better places. And some people just aren't going to have the patience for it. Well, I'm glad you did though, because you've been doing an amazing job and you still got a huge future ahead of you too. So keep it up. <laughs> and another, oh, a couple of TV shows you also did around three, four years old as well was The Middle and Hot in Cleveland. So you were surrounded by a lot of big actors as well. I'm guessing kind of like the backup plan. You don't really remember those as well? Unfortunately, yeah, it was just, I was just a little bit too young to ever really remember them. It's mm -hmm. sort of that thing where in your mind you think of it and you're like, yeah, I know that happened, but you just can't recall it. You just can't bring yourself to be like, oh, yeah, I remember this. I remember talking to them because I was just so young. Yeah. Well, you just start and, remembering things just from photos and things, don't you? Or rewatching yeah. yourself. You see videos and photos and you think of those like memories, but it's still not that exact memory that you have in your head. It's not mm. the same as thinking about what you did last week, you know? Yeah. Well, 2014 was when you were in the film American Sniper. So that was a little bit later on too, when you were a bit older. Do you rem remember that at all? How was your time on set? Did you get to spend any time with Bradley Cooper? <laughs> now, now here's what you might not know about that. I was never on set for American Sniper. And I never wow. met anybody who worked on American Sniper. We need to update I the internet. <laughs> all I did was a couple of voiceover. I just did a few lines in the background. Wow. Well, that's really cool though. You it was definitely an interesting auditioning process, but unfortunately I never got to meet anybody. So what sort of voiceovers in the background then? 
Well, yeah, I was basically in this room, maybe with a 10 or 15 other kids, boys and girls. And we were just in this party scene. We just had to act like we were at a party. And I don't remember it exactly, but it was pretty much just that, a birthday party. You just had mm. to you know, scream, yell, all that kind of stuff. Well, that was the same year too that you got Scorpion. Was that kind of around the same time? Did it overlap at all with that job? Well, no, it never really overlapped. It was, I, wa- I went in for 20 minutes and I was out and never came oh, back. What easy work. <laughs> but I don't really remember if I'm being honest if it was before or after Scorpion because the way Scorpion worked was we shot that first pilot immediately after I got it and there was nothing. We waited like nine months for the pilot to air before anything happened and it aired wow. and it was successful and then we started the, we started the real season. That must be annoying then. Like, oh, I got this great gig. Don't know whether it's going to keep going. Well, yeah, I worked for, I want to say it was like 10 days, two weeks, nonstop every day. And then you just have to wait so long for it to finally premiere. But I remember going to the premiere party, everybody being there who worked on it, watching that first episode as it aired. I remember it all. Well, as a kid too, you, you seem to age really quickly. So how did it go in those nine months? Was it like a big jump in terms of how you look between episode one and episode two? Uh, I think there was a, a bit of difference. I think I was a little bit taller. I think the big thing was my height. My height really fluctuated as the series went on because even as the series went on, I really didn't grow any facial hair like I have nowadays, but I just kept getting taller and taller. And it got to the point where I think between the second and fourth season where I was just, I, I, I was completely different. Later on, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and even What's now happened? I'm completely different from how I was then. Yeah. I can still see like little parts of Ralph in you, <laughs> but then oh, yeah, yeah, you're you're a lot older now. You know, you I can imagine you're a lot taller now. I wish that I was a lot taller. To be honest, I can't say I'm the tallest person in the world, <laughs> but I'm definitely a lot taller than I was back then. My voice is definitely a lot different than it than it was back then. Yeah, but even then, I, I still have that sort of same recognizable face where you see us, you know, back to back, side to side, and you'll still know that it's still me. Do you still it's get still recognized right. on the street even to this day? Like, oh, isn't that the guy from Scorpion? <laughs> no, I, I, I don't get recognized that often. But there's one time that always stick with me because I was in Japan. I was just in a fish market, walking through a fish market. And one of the girls working there, she recognized me. Wow. I was just walking down with my mom, my dad. And my dad's two Japanese friends and they translated for us. I took a photo with her. You know what I mean? And that one, that'll always stick with me. I don't think I'll ever be able to forget that. Not even in America, in Japan. How funny is that? Exactly. (laughs) Definitely a place you didn't think you'd be recognized. Oh, well, that's really cool though. I I love hearing stories like that. (laughs) Fan encounters. Do you love the world of entertainment? And do you love writing? Well, you could be perfect to join Rave It Up. We are currently looking for talented new writers to write for our website, raveituptv.com. You must speak fluent English and be passionate about everything entertainment, from celebrities to movies and music. If you're interested, please email us at info at raveituptv.com. No, Rave It Up now has a private Facebook group where we give away regular prizes and you get to have a sneak peek at what we're up to. You'll get to see some fun behind-the-scenes action and can be part of the interview process yourself, just like a real journalist. So come join us and share your passion for entertainment with all of our other fans. Just search Rave It Up Community on Facebook. 
and we look forward to getting to know well, another cool project that you did also get to work on is some more voiceover work since you did that for American Sniper 2 for Clarence on the Cartoon Network. How is that experience? Is that kind of like a whole different type of acting? Because I'm guessing you don't really get to work off anybody, unlike when you do with acting. Well, I feel like voice acting is a topic that definitely doesn't get talked about enough, at least with conventional acting in mind. Well, I'm voice glad I brought it up such a completely different and tough side of acting because when you're an actor everything is about your body your face you need to be able to act with motion because as important as the way you say things are as important as the tone is how you convey them what's even more important is how you look how do your eyes look how does your face look is your face scrunching up what kind of position are you in all those things affect the scene they affect your emotions they affect everything but when you're a voice actor, you need to be able to convey all of those emotions just with your voice. Mm. And it's a really tough job to do. And I really respect all the professional voice actors out there. And when it, when it comes to Clarence specifically, I was pretty young, but I do remember a lot of it because I was actually working with the other voice actors, which really surprised me because I went to the studio and I was in the actual studio and already, you know, you're a little kid, you're watching cartoons almost every day. So being able to be in a studio like that where all the walls are crazy colors and they have characters painted on them and everything, it's just exciting for somebody young. And then I got in the booth and there's like nine other people and I'm there and Tom Kenny who voices SpongeBob is there and I'm like, what? (laughs) And it's all all these people there, all these voice actors who, especially now that I'm older, I'd be able to recognize. And as a kid who just has this small part just screaming and bluttering out random lines, you're there with all of these professional voice actors who you're growing up listening to, and it's such a crazy experience. Well, it's good that you got to work off the others as well, because a lot of people don't. Because a lot of times in voice acting, you're in separate booths, you're recording Mm. at completely different times. It's not often for a gig where you get to voice act with the other actors. But do you think they did that because you were children? I think it was because of the specific scene. Uh, If you go and watch that scene, they're all at a big dinner table and I think it's because of that just that nature of everybody having to be there together it's not just a completely random jumbled up scene where they're running around they're Mm. sitting at a dinner table all together like a big family so Mm. it just probably made more sense to have everybody there together you want to do more of that in the future as well I would like to do more of it because even though when I'll I'll always stick to traditional acting I would love to continue doing more voice acting well it kind of grows your whole acting skills doesn't it Well, yeah, I feel like if you can get a hold on voice acting and master that more, all it's going to do is add to your actual acting as well. It's going to add to the conventional nature of getting onto a set in front of a camera. Mm, Then you just got to work your face, I guess, (laughs) as you mentioned before. (laughs) You have to be able to convey everything with your body because as, like I said, as important as your voice is in conveying all those different tones and emotions, In voice acting, you have to be able to convey everything with just your voice. And sometimes you have to be able to put on a completely different voice than what your natural tone is. But in acting, you can't do that. You can put on an accent for certain roles, sure. But at the end of the day, it's still just your voice. Mm. And you can't change it that drastically. So you have to be able to convey all these things with the different emotions on your face, especially. And if you can't do that, then you're going to need to be able to master that. 
Mm. You're going to need to be able to put in the effort to try and do that. Well, good luck. I hope to see some more of that in the future from you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You've got a fan here anyway. <laughs> well, many of our audience might not know this as well, but your father is guitarist and producer Josh Smith, and your mother is also a writer and producer. Your sister is a well-known photographer and has even written her own book. That's amazing. What was it like growing up with a very artistic, creative family? Was it kind of inevitable that you were going to kind of go into that industry as well? Well, I think it's always been an interesting topic because I grew up even with going to auditions and everything. I just saw that as a part of life. Mm. But I grew up around all these musicians. I grew up with music everywhere. I grew up going over to people's houses and watching people play always having instruments lying around the house or wherever I was at. I grew up with such a musical family because of my dad and everything that I feel like a part of me did get creative because of it. And I feel like with my sister, there was always this, she was a very interesting person. Cause like I said, she's much older than me. She's 29 now. She lives her whole life. But when she lived with us and everything, I only knew her in her bedroom because her life consisted of, taking photos, editing photos, taking photos, editing photos, because that was what she had to do. She had to do that for her job. She had to grind that out. She had to go to college. She had to complete projects. And I always saw her as this hardworking person because that's who she is. She's a hardworking, grinding person. And I think that that did, I think that did help put some sort of mindset into me and not giving up mentality, if that makes mm. sense. Yeah. But I don't necessarily think it was inevitable either. I think it was sort of that chance encounter where I was just running around talking to all those people and eventually my sister's agent at the time noticed and talked to my mom and it happened I think it could have happened to anybody really well who knows you could have just ended up in I don't know <laughs> engineering or marketing yeah, or you know <laughs> being in a normal school at this very moment learning how to do completely other things completely opposite to acting I could be learning how to be a, a rocket scientist Mm. But obviously your sister's agent just noticed that certain personality in you that, hey, he'd probably be really successful in this industry. Why not try it out? And look at that. The rest is history. It was like it was what you were meant to do in a way. That's what it was because I've always had this, this talkative personality because even though I can be shyer now that I'm older, when I start talking to somebody, especially in a very natural way, I just can't, I usually can't stop. I just keep talking and talking because I just like talking to people. I like meeting new people. That was always one of my favorite parts about being on set as well, was meeting new people day to day for different episodes. So I was just that, that kid. I was walking around talking to people whether they thought I was annoying or not. And that's kind of a personality that you want in acting. That's oh, definitely. a personality that works for an actor. Did you ever want to go down the music path since that's what you were always around? As much as my dad probably would have loved me to, not really. When I was younger, I did take a few piano lessons, but it never really caught on with me. It's never really been something that I just, I felt like I needed to do. I felt like I needed to pursue. Because as much as I love music and I love listening to music and I'll always be a part of a music family, I'm, I'm in my dad's studio right now. It's just never been a career that I wanted to pursue or anything like that. No. So I know you have been acting since you were a kid but were there any other careers that you wanted to pursue or a plan b as they like to call it i don't think so necessarily i probably joked about plenty of things when i was younger but i've always seen it as as my life and i still see it as my life i see it as what i want to do forever 
if, if I can, hopefully. Yeah. I want to be able to act for as long as possible. I want to be one of those actors who you still see like Betty White, even when she's 99 years old. I want to be mm -hmm. acting for as long as I can because I don't want to just be famous or have a lot of money, but I just, I just enjoy doing it. I like meeting people. I like going to set and doing all these different experiences, going to all these different places. Mm -hmm. Well, as long as you got the love and the passion for it, keep going. That's, that's how we should all be living life, really. Exactly. Yeah. Were your parents like scared in the beginning that you were kind of going down that entertainment path? Did they want a normal life for you? <laughs> I'm sure there was probably a part of them that thought that, but once I was old enough to think about it and really choose for myself, I still chose to do it. And I feel like me wanting to do it made them confident. It made mm. them think that I would be able to do it. Yeah. I don't think they've ever been nervous in that sort of sense. I think they've always really had confidence in me and, and that I can do it, which is all I can really ask for from my parents. That's the best support system. That's what everybody is. There's a lot of people craving for that. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Do you think like an acting career since you did it from about three took away your childhood a little bit? Or are you really grateful that you got to start off at such a young age and really just hone your craft? I think it's, well, I think as most people around my age who've been acting for a long time or even just for the last few years could probably tell you, it's really a big mix of both because I want to be an actor. I love acting and I love the experience on Scorpion. But I can't say that it didn't probably take away from parts of my childhood that I would have experienced otherwise. I can't say that it took away from me meeting people at school or different things like that. But I'll still cherish the experiences that I got because of it and the experience that I have as a person and who I am now because of everything that I went through. Mm. I wouldn't change that or go back and stop being an actor because of that. Yeah, It'll never deter me from what I want to do most just because of the things that I might have missed in life because it is what I want to do most. And I'm still going to experience many more things in my life because of it. Yeah, and you would have experienced a lot more things than any other kid would have. Probably. Yeah. Probably experienced Huge list. Plenty of kids don't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you still do to this day, which is great. <laughs> well, when you were at school too, because you said you later on went into homeschooling, but when you started, you know, getting a li little bit more traction, a little bit more well-known with things like Scorpion, did anybody start treating you differently at, you know, the actual school? kind of it was sort of that mentality that mob mentality when you're younger it's not like there were really any bullies at my school it was just a pretty average private school but I do think when they realized okay this kid's not in class every day this kid has other stuff to do I do think they started treating me differently and I guess you could say they treated me better but I don't think it ever really changed anything most of the time it was really just the same it was people cracking a joke every now and then or asking questions about set all the kind of stuff that you would think about nothing yeah. extreme or crazy well that's good and you obviously knew who your true friends were from well early yeah on. yeah that's what you need to know when you start getting a little bit more you know famous i guess <laughs> who's the true friends who have been there for me from day dot well, while doing my research on you as well, I found out some interesting facts about you and maybe you can tell us today whether they are true. Is it true that you love every genre of film? That seems like a lot of genres. <laughs> you like every single one of them? I do. I do like every genre of film because I don't, I don't really 
think of genres when I'm watching something. I don't pull up Netflix or HBO Max and think, okay, I'm going to watch a sci-fi movie today. Mm -hmm. I just watch what piques my interest. I watch what I want to watch because I feel like every genre has its own movies and own things that it brings to the table. And people can say that they dislike a genre, but it's probably because they've never really seen a movie that they like from that genre. You can't dislike a genre. A genre isn't something that you like or dislike. It's just a description of something. That's all it is. You can't dislike a description of something. Mm. All you've ever done is watch movies that you didn't like from that genre, whether other people think they're good or not, you just didn't like them and thus you don't think you like that genre. So in my opinion, I feel like every genre is worth somebody's time. I feel like there's always going to be something that you can enjoy and find. I do enjoy every genre technically. I love that. That's so deep. Are you hoping to maybe get into a lot more in terms of behind the scenes, maybe write your own project? slice all the genres together maybe who knows (laughs) i think when i'm when i'm older and if at least when i have more opportunities i would like to do more things i would like to direct and write and be able to be more of a behind the scenes person because as much as i love acting i feel like it would be worth the experience as an actor to do those things Hmm. i feel like plenty of good actors have gotten experience from being directors themselves even if they did a good or bad job or not because i feel like it's something that when you do that other job and you see what it's really like for that person and the creative decisions that they need to think of on the spot and outside of set, it gives you that necessary insight to make Mm. you a better actor yourself. And it gives you respect for that person as well, that their job is difficult as well. Yeah. It shows you, because I'm sure that there's some actors who take for granted that directors oftentimes just get to sit behind the camera and they're not out there acting themselves, but that doesn't, take away from the creative choices that they have to make, the things that they have to take into account, the budget of the episode, how they're going to do all these different things, how they want you to act to bring out your best performance, all these different things go into it. Mm. And is it true that you like hiking? I do. Uh, I can't say I always go out on it, but it's something that I enjoy doing. I like going on trails. I think that it's relaxing because uh, it's just sort of that being in nature experience that it it can be a little bit tough, especially when you're in America during COVID, because even if you go out on a trail that nobody's supposed to be on, there's going to be people. Mm. But at least before COVID and very sparsely during COVID, I still tried to go out as much as I could, you know? It's just Mm. that being in nature experience, being around the animals, being around the grass, the water, all the trees around you. I, I particularly, I like forests and that kind of stuff. Oh, I love the forest. Like that experience is just—it's worth it. It's just something that I enjoy. It's relaxing. Oh, it's perfect thing to to have done during COVID too to get out, get some fresh air, Mm -hmm. just get back to nature. Well, yeah, instead of sitting cramped in your room all day. Exactly. I think we're all you know got sick of our houses by the end of it. (laughs) Yeah, I think we're all pretty tired of it by now. Yeah. Well, before we move on to our game, Riley, which will be really exciting and fun, what advice would you give to our audience today who might want to follow their dreams of becoming an actor? If you want to become an actor, you just need to put your mind to it and do it. Because like I touched upon earlier, some people are going to get lucky. Some people are going to walk down the street looking good and getting noticed by somebody random. But if you don't think that's going to happen to you, then you need to put your foot forward and go and do it. You need to look up ways in your area to meet people because all it is is meeting someone whether you go to an acting class and your coach introduces you to this person and they introduce you to that person and eventually you get an agent 
That's all you need to do. Mm. Once you get an agent, once you get somebody to help you get into these places and get these auditions, you just need to put your foot forward and do it. You need to go on auditions. You can't let yourself get demotivated by rejection or by the hardships of getting into it. You need to be able to get past all that first hurdles and get into it. Because once you get into it, it's going to be smooth sailing from there. Mm. If you can get into that mentality, you can meet those people and you can get into those places. That's all you're going to need to do. And it's going to be all worth it in the end. It's all worth it as long as you can have patience. Mm. As long as you have a strong will. That's fantastic advice. Thank you very much. I hope everyone takes that on board if they want to become an actor as well. I hope so too. Yeah. And this is coming for someone that's been in the industry for ages, even though he's still so young. <laughs> You've definitely taken, you know, little gems from everybody, obviously, and picked up your I've own. Tried. I've definitely met quite a few people who have given me a lot of helpful advice and changed how I see a lot of things and helped me along my way. That's perfect. That's like having mentors. That's what you need. In this day and age, we're surrounded by technology and electricity all the time. Like our phones and laptops, phone and radio towers, Wi-Fi, electric power lines, and the appliances in our home. Do you know that these could be damaging your health because of the electromagnetic radiation coming off them? When I found Orgone Effects though and bought their products, I immediately noticed a difference. I started sleeping better and was even calmer and not always high in adrenaline. Orgone Effects has over 20 years experience in developing products to neutralize the harmful effects of EMRs. I have six of their products myself now and I could not recommend them highly enough. These products last a lifetime too, so you only have to buy them once. Go check out their website, orgoneffectsaustralia.com.au. That is O-R-G-O-N-E effectsaustralia.com.au. And type in the coupon code RAVEITUP at checkout. Do you have something to say or sell and wanting to launch an email marketing campaign to engage your customers? Constant Contact can help you. They have all the tools you need to market your ideas and they make it quick, easy and affordable to build a professional brand online, attract customers and sell more products, helping you achieve real results. You can sign up now for free to try it out. Go to our website, raveituptv.com and click on the Constant Contact ad on our right sidebar. It'll take you straight there. What have you got to lose? Well, I think it's time to have some fun. Oh, we've already been having heaps of fun, but some more fun (laughs) with our game, Riley. It's called the Two Minute Hot Seat. And it's very easy. All I do is ask you various questions and you just have to pick your preference. So it's like dogs or cats, singing or dancing. And you have to answer as many questions in two minutes as possible. And then when we finish, we'll see where you sit on the leaderboard up against everyone else that's played the game on the show. Bit of a competitive element to it. Everyone loves that. I'm going to have to try and get number one here. Number one on the Rave It Up leaderboard. It was in person and it was her second time playing it. So I think it was, she already knew what to expect. I think, uh, yeah, big advantage was 101 questions, which I don't expect you to get over Zoom. But the top uh, Zoom on the leaderboard would have been, let me have a look. 37, 51, 37 on the Rave It Up leaderboard. So if you can answer over 51, you'll be at the top of the Rave It Up leaderboard for Zoom interviews. <laughs> okay, okay. No pressure at all. 
Mm-hmm. And that was the uh, technical advisor of the TV show SWAT. So he was like, he was very driven, ready to go. Okay. <laughs> Let me get my stopwatch out, Riley. All right. Are you all ready? I'm ready. It's just a great way for us to, for all the fans to get to know you better too. Here's some cool, interesting facts about you. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. iPhone or Samsung? Samsung. Apple or Android? Android. Rap or rock? Rock. Rock or pop? Rock. Pop or country? Pop. Beach or mountains? Mountains. Beach or pool? Beach. Sun or rain? Rain. Skiing or snowboarding? Skiing. Comedy or action? Comedy. Blondes or brunettes? Blondes. Sweet or salty? Sweet. Sunglasses or hat? Hat. SUV or convertible? Convertible. Mac or PC? PC. PlayStation or Wii? PlayStation. Clean or messy? Mm, Clean. Singing or dancing? Dancing. Dogs or cats? Cats. Italian or Chinese food? Italian. Summer or winter? Winter. Kim Kardashian or Scarlett Johansson? Scarlett Johansson. Johnny Depp or Will Smith? Johnny Depp. Mall or online shopping? Online. Cinema or home movie? Cinema. Ice cream or gelato? Ice cream. Cake or cookies? Cookies. Cookies or cookie dough? Cookies. Family or friends? Both. Christmas or your birthday? Christmas. Night or day? Night. Bus or train? Mm, train. Straight or curly hair? Straight. Eye color blue or brown? Blue. Vampire or werewolf? Mm, vampire. Texting or calling? Texting. Los Angeles or New York? Los Angeles. Friday or Saturday? Friday. TV or movies? Movies. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Snow or surf? Snow. Harry Potter or Twilight? Twilight. Family Guy or The Simpsons? Simpsons. McDonald's or Burger King? McDonald's. French fries or chips? French fries. Burger or hot dog? Burger. Guitar or drums? Guitar. Leather or denim? Leather. City or country? City. Biting your nails or picking your nose? (laughs) Biting my nails. Tattoos or piercings? Piercings. Backpack or suitcase? Backpack. Pen or pencil? Mm, Pen. Mum or dad? (laughs) Both. (laughs) And we're out of time. I'm so sorry to give you mum or dad. (laughs) I know you're probably close to both. (laughs) Wow, that was a lot of questions. How many questions do you think you answered in that time? Maybe 30-something? 30? Oh, a lot more than that. Was it? Yes. Do you think you beat the, uh, what did I say, 51? Well, if you said it's a lot, I think it's a possibility. Did I? You did. Woohoo! You have answered 55 questions. So you answered four more questions. That's amazing. (laughs) And like I do with all the Zoom interviews, I give you two minutes 15 just because there's always a little bit of a delay as well online. Where you don't you don't have that in person. <laughs> Congratulations, though. So you're sitting at the moment. What did I say? Fifty-five. You're sitting number thirty-three on the Rave It Up leaderboard. That's up against one hundred and thirty-four people. So that's amazing effort. Good job. Well, if we ever meet in person, we're gonna have to play it again. All right. Another one. So that Try I can to beat your old score. That time I can crush the leaderboard in person. Yes, you could get. 102 be the be the top of the whole leaderboard (laughs) 
It's great. I, I love the, uh, you're so driven. You're like, I got to answer these questions. Oh yeah. So I'm like monotone, just picking. All right. Well, we are getting to the end of the interview now, but as a closing statement, Emma's probably the most important question, knowing what you know now, what would you tell your 14 year old self? I know that was probably only a couple of years ago for you, but. Yeah, a bit of a difficult question because for me, it really wasn't that long ago. But I think I just tell myself that I just need to keep going. Mm. I can't get so caught up on certain auditions because there definitely was a time where I was scared of doing certain auditions and I was nervous and scared of being an actor, even after being on Scorpion. But I think I would just tell myself that I need to keep going because eventually I'll get to where I am now. Eventually I'll regain that willpower that I probably once had and I'll have that drive again. I'll be able to do it. Mm. Just be able to put my foot forward. Would that be the same advice if I changed the question to what you would tell your nine-year-old self when you started Scorpion? What I would tell my nine-year-old self is just to enjoy his time, probably. Yeah, have some Not fun. Not any of it for granted and enjoy his time. Which I think you did anyway, really, didn't you? Pretty much. Yeah. Well, before we go, if our audience want to contact you or find out what you're up to in the future, where should they go? Where should we go follow you? They should go to my Instagram and Twitter, Torn to Ribbons. And if they want to maybe see some upcoming projects, maybe check out my IMDb page every now and then. Yeah, it's got it's got everything on there. Even some like cool, you know, snippets of your acting, some videos and photos and everything. Well, thank you so much for coming on our show today, Riley. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. I'm really excited. Yeah, come on the show anytime, all right? Now you've got my contact. If you want to talk about anything in the future, just give me a call. I'll let you know. Perfect. And do you ever have any plans to come to Australia in the future? That would be pretty cool. I mean, it's a possibility. I do hate spiders, but it's a possibility. <laughs> okay, well, I'll keep you away from the spiders. But, you know, the, the city of Sydney is absolutely beautiful if you ever want to check it out. Great tourist place. That I'm, one day I'm going to get there. Yeah. Put it on your bucket list, all right? <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you want to be the first to get every new episode, remember to subscribe to this podcast for free. Just search for Rave It Up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share it with your friends and tell us what you love the most and even let us know what you want to hear on this podcast. You can even check out the videos of our interviews on our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. And for more, visit our website, raveituptv.com. Now, before I leave you today, I just want you to remember that you are loved and you are beautiful. Bye.